Hi, I'm Ivan Fairhall, CEO of Mawson Gold. Mawson's listed on the TSX and has Gold Cobalt uh, Exploration and Development Project in Finland, a gold, co a gold exploration project in Sweden, and a large investment in ASX-listed Southern Cross Gold. Right. Um, in, Ivan, so very good to see you again. Um, I haven't seen you um, for a couple of months. Um, where's the PEA? The PEA is about a month away. So okay, uh, it's okay. coming together. It's coming together, but we're just putting the finishing touches, making sure everything lines up. Right. And do you, is there a little bit of the, you that thinks, despite promising the market that it would be here in Q3, is there a little bit of you saying, thinking, what's the point? We've seen a number of companies put out economic studies, economic studies, and the market's just gone, whatever. Could, could you delay it? Should you delay it? Or should you just get on with it? Oh, though I'm not. I'm not a believer in in, in delaying studies because you you don't like the market that you're delivering them to. People need to understand what we have in Finland. They want to understand how it how it can how we this how this resource looks as a mine, and that's what the PEA gives us. It helps people understand what we've already found, what we've already found, I should say, and what we will find when we go and explore more. And so that message just needs to be out there. I, th I think if you look at our valuation, there's only one conclusion you can draw is that, that people don't understand what we have. Uh, and so the PEA is the tool to do that and that's how we're gonna get in front of people. Right, okay. And what have you been doing since the last saw you? I mean, drilling, um, death studies? I mean, because again, I asked the question of how, it's all, what's happening up here in terms of your attitude to conservation, preservation of, of capital, or a case of saying, look, we've got to be smarter with we, what, how we spend our money for sure. We need to be efficient for sure. But what does that mean in the market anymore? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, the main thing I'd su I suppose that we've been busy on at the technical level is, is delivery of the PEA and also working on the exploration story. And we put some news out about a week ago around um, the center of the property. And that's really important part of the upside story at Mawson. And we've all, we're already out in the field starting that exploration process to generate more targets in a network. We've generated the targets. We did a big mag survey. We generated a lot of um, structural dominant targets in a part of the property that's never been drilled before and uh, sits in an eight kilometer gap between a million ounces equivalent on one end and uh, six metres at 617 grams a tonne at Rompus on the other end, uh, never been drilled. So, so you know, we've been moving that part of the story forward whilst we're doing the PEA. Right, okay. You're, you're a bit of a cricket, as I said. Um, lots of institutional uh, shareholders there. You've got, you're kind of, it feels like you're a bit overweight on institutional shareholders at the moment. How have they been sort of stomaching the markets? And, you know, what's their attitude to holding on to um, stock like yours? Um, have you been talking to them yet? What's, what's the move? We've had a few, yep, we've had a few meetings with our existing shareholders, and and I think it's fair to say they're supportive. They they see the value opportunity in Mawson, um, and um, you know, notice yes, liquidity is tough, and 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 I don't think there's some have money, some don't. I think it's probably fair to say. And so, in terms of how they're looking to deploy more capital, is a little bit different to looking to exit like a story, a story like Mawson. I, I don't think that's that's certainly not been the topic of conversation that we've been discussing. Right. And in terms of institutional, like you're you're, you're ex Greenstone, right? So it's a different sort of hold, uh, much more technical um, understanding. But but some of these um, some of the other other funds are looking to kind of shore up their own balance sheets at the moment. Have been offloading and notice the 
you had a little dip yourself up until recently. Was that sort of a, a known entity to you or was that just vagaries of the market? No, not to my knowledge, vagaries of the market. I think if you look at the, the volumes that were traded, I don't think you see anything significant in there. I think it's a lack of buying rather than, a, than an overwhelming amount of selling. Okay. Can I sort of say, quickly, while I remember, Southern Cross, they, you've got 60% of Southern Cross, the SX listed uh, company, they've, they've been popping out some quite nice drill results uh, recently and have a bit of cash to do it as well. So, um, it, and, and you, 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 I think you've got a whole period until May 2024 on, on that one. So there's no kind of cash to be had imminently. But um, are you like, can you tell us a little bit about what they're up to and uh, how they're kind of driving that forward? Yeah, yeah, it's, things are going fantastically down there. Just to, re, to remind people, that was a spin-out that Mawson did of its Australian assets in May. Um, and on a dis, building on a discovery that Mawson made, there's three assets, that the main asset being Sunday Creek. And uh, yeah, they're onto some some serious grades and, and nice wide intersections. And I think that's the part that has captured people's uh, imagination of what they're getting rewarded for down there is not just grade, but width. Uh, in this Fosterville style mineralization and, and, and you know, danger not to draw too close an analog to, to Fosterville because it's such a fantastic asset, but it's certainly looking like Fosterville and Costerville. It's the right type of, it's the same geology uh, and you're getting very high grades over, you know, ounces over, you know, uh, half meter type intervals, but you're also getting, you know, five to 20 grams over 10 to 20 meters. And that's the part if you think about how these things convert into a mine, I think that's where people are getting quite excited about, and they just keep knocking them out, as you as you pointed out. Yeah, I mean, re- re- really doing a good job, and I, I guess it was really to allow me to say the following: you've got about thirty million bucks tied up there. So if I look at that plus how people are value, although you are holding to May twenty twenty four, so there's some risk com- component there. People aren't valuing your assets in the Nordics too well, are they? So is the PEA a kind of big pivotal moment for you or is it just another step along a journey i think it's a step along the journey i i think it's it's rare that people produce studies that you know blow people challenge what you know completely change the fortunes of the company i don't think i think you know i don't think that that people but i don't think that is going to be the situation here but what i do think people are going to see in the pea is what we, it's gonna show people why what we have is valuable. It's gonna draw out the the best qualities of the asset, the way the resource holds together, the way it can be mined and the costs associated with that given where we are in in Finland. And you're gonna see attractive mining costs. You're gonna see low capital intensity given its location, low infrastructure burden, got good recoveries and they result in a, in a good low taxes and they result in a, in a good project. And, and that, that project will get better as you add more ounces. And, uh, and that's where we marry the PEA with the exploration story and, and continue to move the asset forward. Okay, well, let's talk, let's talk about that because it's really important because what you can't have is a PEA come out, people go, oh my goodness, it's hugely disappointing. You're saying it's a step along the way. So you're not trying to, uh, you're not setting people up for, um, you know, uh, well, you're not setting sales up for failure in, in, in that sense and, and setting expectations too high. So let's, let's talk about a little bit more about what makes a good project based on some of the drill results that you've seen. So the cost, of, not just the cost of drilling, but the cost of doing business and country as well. What type of mine could this be if you start accumulating those answers like you hope to? Okay, well, first of all, just, just to touch on your for, first point, you know, the PEA, it's important that people understand 
you know, some people do a PEA or move to development studies when they're kind of at the end of their exploration journey. They found what they thought they needed to find or could find, and they're like, okay, well, you know, what does this that what does this look as a mine? We have done it to um, to advance permitting because we've already started our permitting and land use rezoning processes in Finland, and, and it's very difficult to move those forward much further until you can articulate what type of project this looks and you can, you can define it in fairly rubbery terms so you're not limiting yourself but it does allow you to engage formally with the regulators uh, which we have done and, and, and move that forward so that's that was one of our main drivers and also i think that there are aspects of our project like i mentioned before that, that, that people hear about but aren't able to pull all those eyes these ideas together and that's what the pea does it, is it, it brings all of those things together and expresses them in an economic sense. So, you know, what does a good project look, what is this project sort of going to look like as it grows? Well, you know, you want me to talk about sort of production scales or size of, sizes of plant? I mean, I, I, I kind of, what I, what I want as an investor, I want to look at this and think, okay, one, is it actually going to get into production? Because if I want to play that long game, I want to say, well, that's the type of company it is. It's a real company with real people trying to do things the, the right way, not a promote play where I've got to work out where the hell I bail out of this thing because it's going to be flipped on at some point. I might get 20, 30% you know, uplift if, if someone's generous in terms of acquisition or this thing's going to fade away like hundreds of mining operations do globally uh, all the time. So, you know, I'm just going to get a sort of realistic view of what your expectation of how how this thing pans out for you in Finland. Yeah, look, I, I think if you want to move your company forward, you have to take what you found bounces in the ground are only valuable because they get mined one day in theory that's how you convert them to cash you have to mine them and so you know what is the path that any company needs to go on and the PEA lays out a development scenario I would argue in this case that you know as exploration continues to grow that the, the shape of the project will will grow with it and that's why we're, you know, careful to to explain that this is the beginning of the journey, and we marry our exploration strategy with the development strategy. But you do, we have a pretty simple project in a pretty simple part of the world, and that's important as well. And so, being able to to start to explain what that looks like gives investors confidence around what does the development strategy need to look like. Is this a big thing or a little thing? Is it underground, open pit? You know, where are the risks? Where should we be spending our money? Uh, and also, I think the other the other thing that people are going to get and, and and how it marries in with your sort of strategy in terms of engaging with investors and raising capital is is you know if a Mawson had increased the resource by you know hundreds of thousands of ounces, took it to from one equivalent to one and a half equivalent, what does that mean? If you don't understand what the one could do, well, does anyone's view really change when you move to one and a half? When you have a study and you can explain mine life extensions or the ability to scale up a particular thing, you know, add more so you can make it bigger, you can actually calculate the impact on that. And you're like, okay, so what's the expiration spend to test that upside? Oh, okay. Geez, and you could add how much NPV? Oh, wow. That looks like a fairly smart return on capital that we can invest. And so it's a tool for us to use to, to, to you know, plan our work 
raise capital and, and deploy that capital in the most efficient way that's conscious of the market and the conditions and what investors are looking for. Well, absolutely. And it's, it's really, really important in terms of that. That framing is so important for you at, at this at this stage. I mean, last time we spoke, I think you had five million in cash. I don't know what where you are today, but um, this this PA, you're, you're, you're being quite um, cautious not to kind of overstate what it, what it could be, but other than it's, it's a function which may allow you to raise capital. And that's the bit that kind of interests me again in this market. And the fact that you're slightly, you know, I would say overweight on, on um, institution. Is this, a, is this a, a moment where you could reset that share register somewhat and try and get that liquidity going again when you do do this raise? And if so, how ambitious are you? We've seen companies this week go and raise 100% of their market cap because they're kind of confident that, they've got what they've got and we'll we'll take that hit others saying I, there's no way I'm raising capital right now because it's just too painful so again what does it look like for you going forward on the money front look I definitely think that a PA and based on a lot of conversations we're having here and I've you know, had over the over the time that I've been involved in the company is that a PA uh, and a develop you know, economic studies does get you on the radar of a new type of it, new types of investors, and they're not just institutions. There's other investors, people that want to believe in in development stories and, and back teams to move projects for projects forward, not deposit projects. Um, and uh, and so I think you know, yeah, the PEA is going to help get us on more radars and, and potentially help in future financings and and you know increase liquidity and all those sorts of things. But it's a it's a package of opportunity. We've got exploration. We've got a development story. You can start to marry those two things together. And of course, within the Mawson story, we've obviously got this Southern Cross optionality and the price arbitrage and all of those sorts of things. It's a complex. Um, it's a complex. Well, it's a simple value equation in the sense of you add all the parts together and you compare it to our market cap and it's a fairly compelling story. And there's lots of ways that it can play out. And so optionality is generally good in these in these types of situations and in these markets as well. They, they are. And just on, in Finland, um, with regards to the, the cobalt component, what, what is that? Is it is this kind of small byproduct of, of the chilling that you're doing at the moment? There's no sort of uh, meaningful kind of cobalt component to be had, is there? I'm just looking at cobalt prices. No, it's a re- ripping. Yeah, it becomes a relatively. It's a relatively small um, byproduct. It, it doesn't drive the economics of the mine. It's it's value accretive, um, but it doesn't dictate where we mine in, in the in the resource itself. The the highest grades of cobalt are coincident with highest grades of gold. So we don't have a mine planning conflict. You mine the gold. We mine for gold. Gold pays all the bills. Cobalt's just a nice little layer of profit that goes on top. It's a relatively small incremental cost to take. The um, you know to take the the, the the gold CIL tailings and run it through a flotation plant, and that's it's, right, a, okay. it's really as simple as that. And produce a concentrate. It's kind of interesting. Like I know you guys have taken more sort of uh, taken like um, advantage of um, the tools available to you. You know, spinning out Southern Cross it was is fantastic. You know, and potentially could be a meaning, meaningful contribution to your bottom line. However, you extricate yourself in conjunction with uh, with, with them, and obviously. Um, Michael be part of that conversation. But are there other games to be had like MA? In moments like this, typically, you know, teams which have got a good solid background, got market access, like yourself, um, can take advantage of that and you know bring MA on if the PEA doesn't work for you, if the PEA doesn't get the reaction that you want, because you've got to move this price. It's been moving sort of side, you know, sideways since um since you know 
well, for, for downhill for a, a while, and obviously the, the spin out in May has helped, but we're sort of back to kind of a very sort of flat, you know, outlook going forward. So what, what are the tools available to you to kind of engender some kind of interest if the PEA doesn't do it for you? Look, M&A is always on the table <laughs> at all times. You know, we speak to companies all the time and, and, and if it's value accretive to shareholders, and yes, we're grossly undervalued, I would say, but as long as you're doing a deal with someone else who's undervalued or, or more undervalued, potentially, then that generates can generate value for shareholders. And you evaluate each on a case-by-case basis and you look at access to capital and do the assets. And we talked about this on a, on a previous call, do the assets um, complement each other. And provided, if you're going to go and put, my view, just one of the overlying sort of views here is that if you're going to put assets together, you want to make sure that you have better access to capital than you do at the moment. That, that's a deal that makes sense in this market. You're putting two things together that can't be funded and hoping that they can be funded together I don't, I don't see a strong logic in that, um, but uh, yeah, you look at opportunities like that. You know, when when markets are a little tighter as they are. Right. Okay. And, and I would say that's that's the a, a very good version of a standard stock answer. You, you, one one has to give as a, as a CEO. Um, what I'm trying to, I, I guess, suck out of you, Alyssa, from you is like, what what are the other options that you've got available to you uh, that you're in control of or could be in control of versus we just gotta wait for sentiment in the precious metals uh, space to um, come back, and then we're, it's all good. We all all boats float on a high tide. Is, is it that? Is that where we're at? Yeah, I mean, you can make the decision to do nothing and 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 wait. You could try to raise capital, as you pointed out, at at a high cost, or, or maybe you can mitigate that through market reactions, or you can be more creative and do deals and access capital in a different way. You know, they're all. You know, there's always a dilution equation that you need to factor in. Um, but at the end of the day, I generally believe you should be moving these assets forward. You need to be disciplined in where you spend your money and on what on and not and not sort of do the wrong things, the expensive things when cost when 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 capital is expensive. Uh, but moving the moving the project forward, I think, is important. And, and there's different ways. And, and Mawson has a lot of optionality given its given the makeup of its portfolio. And um, yeah, there's more than one way to skin the cat. Uh, it's just a little bit too early to to say that we're busy trying to get a PEA out and and, and get some eyes on the stock. It's really our main objective at the moment. Right. Okay. Um, it, 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 it may just be as simple as that. Getting getting eyes on the stocks. And um, right. So in terms of the um, you you met a bunch of shareholders. Um, what what are the types of uh, meetings that you're having? Um, for the rest of your your time there. And and quite frankly, what's their attitude to Sweden and Finland? Are they are they do they they buy those as jurisdictions as um, you know good business good place to do um, mining good place to work I mean do they understand that Yeah look I think to answer your first question we're meeting with lots of different groups we're meeting with corporates meeting with investors existing investors prospective investors and and, and advisors as well who are all quite intrigued by our story you know and everyone's undervalued everyone will tell you that they're undervalued at the moment but you know there is a there is a, a quite a, a, a fundamental case there at Warson you can make around that argument and um and so yeah we're mixing we're, we've got a lot of meetings it's jam-packed with a with a with a healthy mix of those people now what do people think about Finland I think that there's a lot of people out there that do really like the story in Finland they see it's got huge untapped exploration potential 
Um, you see stories like Rupert and Orion that have made big discoveries and they're just hiding there below this, this till. Um, we've got a million ounces equivalent. We've got a project. There's successful companies operating there. It's a good place to do business. It's, it's, it's a low risk jurisdiction with, with relatively un, under, underexplored. And, and that's attractive to investors because you've got the ability to move projects forward and develop them combined with like quite a lot of exploration prospectivity, which is a, yeah, a good place. Okay, okay. So yeah, um, I think interesting time for Finland, for both Finland and, and Sweden. Um, let, I'll let you crack on because I know you've got a, a jam-packed day um, over there. Um, you're getting out of there, um, be- beating the drum and, and um, pounding the streets as it were. So um, let us know when this PA comes out. I'll be really uh, quite excited to see what uh, you're, you're presenting to the market and more importantly, how you're presenting it to the market. So uh, Ivan, thank you for your time today. We'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, Matt.